Welcome to What's Your Voyage, a podcast where we have people on that are up to stuff and we chat about the voyage of their lives. Sponsored by the one and only The Adelaide Set. Thank you very much and enjoy. Four weeks with some of the guests we had, eh? Uh, I loved it. I loved it. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. We have cool chats with cool people. Um, and I'm your host, Hamish McLaughlin Lester. And this evening we have the one and only, the, the guy that was like, hey, I'm bored in school. <laughs> I want to be on Reddit on my phone without the teachers knowing. So I'm going to put it on my smartwatch and then make apps that go to the top of the Apple App Store. Like, if you know apps, that's a big deal. That's some hard stuff. We have Will Bishop. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are we? Uh, we're good. It's been a bit of a hectic day, but uh, glad I got in with three minutes to spare. Three minutes to spare. Exactly. Off the bus. All right. William, I need you to fiddle around with the connection of his mic because it's not sounding as great as I would like to hear it. So it's all right. Just push it in and it should be fine. All right, talk, talk. Hello. How about that? How about now? Uh, how's that? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right? Yeah, I think it's okay. Do you want to go get James? All right, go get James. But anyway, you want to come over here to this mic? Sure, I'll swap seats. Thank you, thank you. Sorry for the technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen, but that's you know we're live on radio. You know this is not recorded. Well, it's recorded, but, you know, Should I flip the, camera, should I flip the camera around a little bit? Yeah, man, put your pretty face on it. How do I do this? Oh, I think you Jesus. just do the double tap. So we're live on Instagram and Facebook via the Adelaide set. Hello, Yasu, James. Yasu. So we're just getting the mic sorted. Um, yeah, so I think it's just not plugged in that, uh, as great as it could be. And it keeps kind of like, it's got to be at the right spot to have the sound work correctly, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like an iPhone cable that you plug in, and then it's like, if I get it at this angle, it, it works correctly. It just busts. <laughs> but tell me, how's your day been, Will? Well, it's been pretty full on, but also... Uh, I suppose full on in, in the wrong spot. So I have a job that I started at, at nine, worked for about three hours, and then started to try and book flights for the next couple of hours. Where are you going? I want to go to Noosa. My parents are up there at the moment. I'm trying to go there, but uh, it's just a pain to deal with all those different booking portals and giving up on it for the day. <laughs> try again tomorrow. Uh, then I had meetings with some design companies in Adelaide, walking all around the city, and now I'm... Now I'm here, so it's been a full-on day, um, getting used to that nine-to-five lifestyle that I'm brand new to. Yep. Uh, can't say I'm a fan. <laughs> you can't say you're a fan of work. No, no, no that nine-to-five. And look, it takes some warming up too. I think it must. Definitely takes some warming up too. So tell us the, the you know, what you do for those that have no idea, and how it works, and how you even got interested in creating apps. Sure. So, I mean, what I do mainly is apps for the Apple Watch, trying to bridge the gap between uh, the companies that you love and use all the time um, and their, you know, non-existent Apple Watch counterparts. So, you know, obvious things like Twitter, I would think, should be on the watch and they're not. And so that's where I come in and I make uh, I make it so you can go on Twitter on your watch or Reddit or, or Wikipedia for that matter. And that's kind of the, the gist of... You know, most of what I do. So you've got three apps in the world right now? Yeah, so i got three that are on the store, uh, and then I've worked for uh, some other companies doing some other cool apps. Are you allowed all... to say what that is? I worked for a company last year called UserCamp. They make an app called Penbook. It was a, or still is, I suppose, a note-taking app. I'm just not there anymore. Uh, and now I'm working on a bit more of a secretive project. Secrets? What industry is that in? Uh, social media. Okay. We'll leave it there. Okay. I, I, I'm, I would tell you more, but I've been instructed not to. So I've, <laughs> I've signed to, some documents that yeah, say, I'm not, I to say I'm not allowed to talk about it just yet, but <laughs> no, as, soon as, as soon as the song starts playing, I'll spill my guts, I'm sure. But Awesome. Um, and what, like, why are you interested in apps, man? Like, yeah, creating apps, because yeah. that's all coding, right? It is all coding, and I actually used to hate coding. Uh, when I first started to do it, uh, I was in year eight or maybe even year seven and I started coding and I, I hated it. I thought this is Wait, so... Is that like a school... Like Yeah, they do it at like, schools now. It's like a curriculum. Oh, that's Everyone great. has to do some coding in year eight. 
and I thought it was dreadful. I hated it. It was just uh, kind of cookie-cutter programs. You do exactly what they want you to do, and I found it so tremendously boring uh, that I never wanted to do it again. And then, you know, six months later, I was forced to revisit it for something else, and something about it that time clicked, and now it's what I do all day, every day, uh, but actually enjoy it this time. So what clicked about it? It Was it just, like, understanding the language of it so then it was like you're telling a story in a sense or I think so I think it was about uh, I was able to kind of go in a second time with a little bit of knowledge mm. so it wasn't like I'm starting from from nothing uh, and the second time we did it we had a lot more say in what we were allowed to do and how we were allowed to build it and so whereas like in the first time I was doing it everyone in the class was trying to build the exact same program uh, the second time we were able to build a game and we were able to just build whatever we want and something about having that freedom made it click. And then I was all of a sudden using programming things that I'd learnt in my day-to-day life to solve other problems that I was sick of dealing with. And is that where the Reddit... That's the start, that's where right? Reddit, that's where Nano, my Reddit app, was born out of. Uh, I was sitting in school assemblies, tremendously bored. And this <laughs> might sound selfish, but like you know, these assemblies... I, w- I went to Glenunga. We're an academic school. I'm not very academically uh, gifted, at least I'm not getting A pluses uh, and being that I'm a developer, I'm also not a very athletic person and so those are kind of the two things they cover in a school assembly never about me, I'm always really bored um, and so I thought I love that. I well, love I'll just that. go on Reddit and, and pass the time. See I enjoyed the uh, sports reports because I generally in them at some point <laughs> Yeah, you, you did <laughs> love your sports at school didn't you? <laughs> yes, MVP, what's up? Yeah Hey, I'm wondering, considering your coding background, did yeah. you play many video games growing up? Oh, heaps. Yeah. I used to play uh, throughout, probably from, from year six, for, for Christmas 2013, I got an Xbox 360. Um, <laughs> oh, that's the, that's the dream. And it was fantastic. I remember I, I got it, it came in a bundle with uh, Halo 5 and, and GTA 5. Mum thought I was too young to play it, so she returned it, and then bought a second-hand Xbox off her friend. And so I never got to play GTA V until about four years later. Still a little bit bitter about that. Game, it's well, we were growing up. <laughs> it's though. a fun game. It's a good game. Yeah, it's yeah. a great game. I mean, we had the original original versions of that, like the San Andreas, Bird's Eye View. But even before that, before you're playing with your brother and stuff like that. But we had like Nintendo sixty four, mm. Game Boys, GameCube, PlayStation One, PlayStation Two. So you had everything. Yeah, we're we're first generation gamers of, in terms of console. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not quite first gen. Oh, well, you know, you yeah, had, yeah. You had those Ataris gen. and stuff like that. Hey, man. Yeah. Don't approach it with that Atari. <laughs> that ain't good game, homie. Sorry. I, Kendrick Lamar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, like, what do you kind of, like, do you have, like, a big vision of what you want to create? No, but I know I want to create something. Uh, I, I don't really envision myself working for someone forever I definitely want to sort of start something and have a company with employees and stuff because I've got my own apps but I'm the only one that works on them Mm -hmm. I've never had anyone else work on them before Uh, and so the idea of having employees and a company and like a cool idea and a cool app that's something I definitely want to do but I just don't have the idea yet Okay. and how come you aren't able to bridge the gap between that vision of having your own company with staff Mm. and the current apps you have do they have a, they have a pay structure to them yeah they have a pay structure but they they don't pay enough to employ someone so how much does like not obviously you don't have to share this but like um how much does a typical app kind of make well in it's my case hard to, it's kind of hard to it's, guess isn't it no, yeah. it's a difficult it's like question facebook makes a lot <laughs> <laughs> well, i suppose I, I mean i can talk about it in my case in you know kind of a roundabout way uh my apps combined aren't making enough uh, to live on necessarily, mm-hmm. um, but they're a very nice uh, little buffer between, you know, nothing and something. It's yeah, like a dividend from shares. Yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty well pretty well like that. Uh, it's enough that I can, you know, if I lose my job, as I did a few months ago, I lost the job that I had. Uh, it allows me to not have to panic and find a new job straight away. Yeah, I can you're go, passive. I, I can chill out for a little bit. I've got this income still coming in. Is that when the van came in the picture? The van? 
The van came into the picture before that. But the, the constru- <laughs> Is that why you lost the jet? <laughs> oh, probably. I'm vanning too much, too much man. Vans. Van life. The, the, yeah, so I, I bought that van uh, November of last year. I still had the job. And then I didn't work on it for a few months. And then it wasn't until... It was around the time that I lost my job that all of a sudden I had so much more free time that I just started on that van construction. Yeah. And then I, I was planning on working you know, in the van while traveling with the job that I had. Uh, obviously that's not possible once you've lost that job and no, so I thought no. well I'm not going to find a job now I'm just going to drive around Tassie in a van being a bit of a hippie um, and I'll find something when I get back yeah. so fair enough I mean he's look, got the hair you're in, you're in exactly. industries in, in kind of like a hot commodity exactly there's never going to be like a shortage of developer jobs mm. so I'm not too uh, stre- like I wasn't stressed when I lost my job and it wasn't just because I had other income coming in I just kind of figured, you know, I'm in obviously a very fortunate position. I'm young and I live at home. Yeah. There's not many Facts. expenses that I have to have. So when Facts. I lose my job, like it's a bummer because I really like the job, but like it's not going to be the end of the world. And so I can, you know, chill out and focus on the van and do stuff like that without, you know, fretting too much. Yeah. But what I love is I read, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad not long ago. And it's like, um, some of the categories, he just like bullet pointed some of the categories of passive income and yours I would say falls under intellectual property because it's like you have the intellectual property of this app that is running and allows you to just make money yeah with little upkeep by the sounds of it yeah I mean almost like embarrassingly little upkeep at this point I I feel like I should be working on it but I'm just not and it's continuing to just kind of plod along do its own thing Eventually, I'll work on it again. I'm sure because I do really enjoy it. But have you had to do marketing for it, or like, how did you get to the top of the Apple Store? Uh, it's gonna be, sound bad. I don't really remember. It was, <laughs> it was a couple of years ago. I woke ago. up and it happened <laughs> pretty well. Uh, I mean, in 2019, uh, the Apple Watch space was a, was a pretty desolate uh, app store. There wasn't a lot going on there, uh, and so when I came along and made an app that was you know apple watch first and foremost which is a lot more common now now you can even make just apple watch apps back then it was always you got your iphone app and you got your little apple watch app on the side and i flipped that and i had just a tiny little iphone app and then this really powerful apple watch thing and i launched these onto the store and then one day i just all of a sudden had you know two thousand downloads in a day when before that i might have got like a hundred or two hundred or something mm. And then I checked and I saw that Apple was featuring me at like the number one spot in their app store in the US, uh, on the Watch App Store. And then I looked at the number two spot and that was another one of my apps as well. <laughs> and so for a couple of weeks, it That's was number so one and two on the store. And so the Drake was, of apps. It was, number one, number it was two, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty crazy time. In, all in between, you know, trying to get my English essay in on time. So this is all happening at the same time as I'm going through year 12. Maybe it was year 11. I can't remember at that time. Still an English It's like blowing up on TikTok. It's like you've you got like a thousand views one day and you check the next day and suddenly you got like a million views. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm a TikTok influencer. Should, should I drop out? <laughs> oh my God, I'm an app developer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Some app developer house. <laughs> so how long did it, did it take you to actually make these apps? Well, it, it, it really varied. So the first one I made uh, was Nano and that one took me about five months because I didn't really know how to make apps at the time. Yeah. I, 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 based, I knew a bit about the language, but hardly. And so I just kind of threw myself in the deep end and thought, how hard could it be? How hard could making an app possibly be? And so I just did it, threw myself in. Five months later, I came out and I had an app on the App Store. Uh, and then people were going, you should make a Twitter app, you should make a Twitter app. And I didn't even use Twitter, so I didn't want to. And then I think my mum told me to make it. Some people online told me to make it. Everyone was saying make a Twitter app. And so I put all my time into it, and I was able to make it in 11 days flat. Yeah, right. And then that app was instantly bigger than my first one that took me five months. Yeah. It was better in every way, took way less time. Well, I guess you you had like the, the, knowledge, the shoulders of that knowledge experience to, to Oh, exactly. On. I was able to build off... You know everything I learned in the five months, mm. all the little problems I ran into that I had to figure out how to solve. That took me, you know, a couple of days for each thing. Whereas I was able to just come home at four o'clock from school, work from nine, work work till nine, do no homework for eleven days, <laughs> and then just release it. And then I released it, and I realized I've 
left some things out so I didn't tell anyone about it for a couple of days mm. so it was on the store for a couple of days uh, then I added a few more things and then I went to went to all the journos and got some people to talk about it yeah cool did you just email them? pretty well I mean when I released uh, Nano I emailed I think it was 23 journalists and 22 of them ignored me no. and one bloke Peter Cow got back to me and he shout out Peter Cow. to Peter Cow. He, Peter he's Cow. the first person who ever wrote about me and he wrote uh, this lovely showcase of my app. I even gave him some like promo codes to give away stuff in the app for free because I was like, just please someone talk about my app. And then uh, when I came time to releasing the, uh, to, to releasing Chirp, my Twitter app, then I knew journalists I could talk to for a start but I was able to be a little bit smarter about it because Twitter used to have an app for the Apple Watch when the Apple Watch was announced, Twitter was one of the apps they demoed on stage. Mm. And then, you know, a year or two later, Twitter thought, bugger this, um, we don't want to do this anymore. So they got rid of it. And so Twitter deleting their app uh, made headlines. Everyone was talking about it. And so I just looked up all those articles, emailed all those journalists and said, hey, you gave your users like this problem telling them they can no longer use Twitter. Well, now you can present them with a solution. And that had a way higher, you know, success rate. And then TechCrunch was covering me and other big places were covering me because I just went straight to them and said, you had a problem, here's a solution. And I kept my email short and sweet. My nano emails were long and wordy and this one was just, hey, you wrote this article, here's a solution. Here's a code so you can get it for free. Uh, it comes out this day. Thanks. And it worked way better. Done. Yeah. I love that, the simplicity. Mm. So when you approach making an app are you thinking like how do you think about it is it all about the user experience design side it's like okay how do I do that in the coding or is it like here's the functionalities that I want to have and then you focus on the user experience like it's a real mix of both uh, for the Apple Watch you know you're pretty limited in what you can actually do so it's it's harder to stuff up the so user experience you, what can and can't you do I don't have an Apple Watch uh, what can and can't you do I mean it's, well, speak it's, about it in the context of your app in the context of my app, there was just a lot of limitations on you know what things could look like. Uh, everyone's grown accustomed to infinite scrolling on every social media, and you know something like that's not possible uh, until you you know two years later find some hacky workaround for it. So there's just lots of little things that you're used to on an iPhone app that you you can't get on the Apple Watch side of things. Uh, but when you're actually making the app, it's a lot more drag and drop than uh, say an iPhone app. And because Apple are designing those drag-and-drop elements, every app that comes out, uh, there's a, a floor, I guess, for how bad it can be, but there's also a ceiling for how good it can be, uh, and you're going to fall within that band. So you can only be so bad or so good. So for because me, it's a drag-and-drop. Because it's drag-and-drop. At that time, drag-and-drop? Yeah, but at that time it was literally drag-and-drop. Now it's a bit better, but back then it was dragging stuff on. So it's kind of like you've used Wix? Yeah, it's, it was it was like Wix, except uh, you can't have custom code. You can't have custom. Well, you could have custom. You could have custom functionality, but yeah, it was like the user interface stuff had to be pretty well boilerplate what they wanted you to do. Mm. And so, from a user experience perspective, it's pretty tricky to actually you know stand out in that field. And I like to think back then I did. I'm not sure if it would really cut it today. But back then when I released it, uh, when I released Chirp, it was one of the first, you know, fully featured Apple Watch apps that had a good user experience. And they're a lot more common now, but back then it was, uh, it stood out and Apple recognized that, thankfully. I can see how Twitter would be great on Apple Watch. Like, if you're a journo and you can't, like, have your phone on during press conferences and stuff like that, and, like, you've got information just filtering from, because everyone uses those, Twitter, you know, politics, journalists, yeah. and you can go yeah. through stuff really quickly and you can even just tweet from it as well. And it's even for people, you know, the Apple Watch has like 4G. You can go on a run and still tweet something out about something you saw on your run and you can just kind of stay in the loop. Uh, some people don't want that, obviously. Some people want to go on a run and switch off from the world. Um, and, you know, Chirp's not going to pop up at the wrong time. But it's just a way... It kind of gives people more freedom. They can run without their phone. They can do whatever they want and still be on the social networks that they that they want to use. Yeah, mm. cool. Stay connected. It's good. Yeah, that's yeah, good, man. Globalization. 
<laughs> globalization. <laughs> yeah, that's, what they, that's what it's kind of like with Ampium and stuff. It's like um, you know, you had the courage to go and, and talk to people, like, you know, big people in the industry, and then you know, kind of. It's, it almost takes a little arrogance or a belief in yourself to think, you know, I I actually can solve their problem. Yeah, even if I'm only seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah, but I, I mean, I wasn't really looking at it from um, the perspective of solving other people's problems, which I think is where a lot of entrepreneurs go, is they think, what problem can I solve for someone else? I was looking at it from a selfish point of view. I was going, I'm bored. What can I do to fix my boredom? Yeah. Uh, all right, like- Reddit will fix my boredom. So it's built for me, and I was just lucky that when I released it, other people had the same problem. And I'd love to see how much like collective time I've wasted because I get emails from people going, oh, I love your app, you know, my work meetings are so boring, now I can just sit in the meeting and go on my watch the whole time. And I think, man, he's probably be focusing, because I'm looking <laughs> back at my, like, high school stuff now going, I was using this app in class, like, I probably should have just listened to the teacher and done the work, and that bloke probably should have listened to whoever in the meeting. But, I don't know, it's kind of fun to think as well that maybe I've wasted, you know, days worth of time, um, or months worth of time, um, it's yeah. like you're supporting the community of procrastinators. Yeah, I'm <laughs> giving back to them. Yeah, legit. So you say you have three? Yeah. What's the third one? So the third one's called MiniWiki. MiniWiki. Yeah, you can you can find it there. So MiniWiki is a a Wikipedia app for the watch. Um, How's that one going? Ah, fine. It's probably <laughs> it's probably the silliest of the lot, but it's probably got the best logo of the lot as well. Because I used to have a real basic logo, and then I got an email from Wikipedia's lawyers threatening to take it down Oof. unless I changed it within fourteen days. So on the like thirteenth and a half day, I got around to it and put a new update in with a new logo. So now it's quite pretty, but uh, yeah, before that it was it was pretty basic. But you know, long form content like Wikipedia on the watch, uh, it's probably not the best spot for it. But I was just craving making a new app by that point. But if it's in like um, short form, like you could be, like I reckon this would have been handy on the walk. Just that, like when we walked Mount Gambia, it's disconnected. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Um, when we were in the outback and and we had some like data, but I reckon having the ability to put our phones down and and use the the watch to to search the things mm. and, like, and also ask like hey what like what's relevant to this place because you know Wikipedia is good for those casual well, searches I mean and, and on that my favourite part of mini wiki is this like nearby feature so you open the app you click nearby and anything within a K of you that's relevant uh, will pop up with its own Wikipedia article that's so you pretty can go cool. somewhere and learn about wherever you are really really easily that would be very good for travelling like yeah. when you're in actual well, especially when you're tra- like, if you're coming to Adelaide, right? You're traveling in Adelaide, but you don't have a tour guide, and you're like, "Oh, what's that?" You could like literally, yeah, and, and it goes by like closest as well. So if you're standing outside like the front of something that you think probably has a Wikipedia article because it looks pretty cool. Well, I mean, if you're outside, even like the the Adelaide Jail, like the old girl yeah. or something like that, like that would that come up? Yeah, probably. Would. If it's got a Wikipedia article, it'll it'll come up. Oh, if you're Adelaide, standing out front, um, O'Connell Street comes up. Adelaide O'Connell Road. Street, yeah, yeah. okay. Actually, I'm pretty keen for what's happening at 88 O'Connell. Have you heard about the... Um, what's 88 O'Connell? 88 O'Connell. You, you know the like the North Adelaide Village? No. Just like the shopping centre there? Oh. Like the main one on O'Connell yeah, Street? Yeah, 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 yeah. So across the road, you know how there's that big old bit of grass? Yep. So they're doing a um, Vincent Van Gogh like visual experience. Oh, I saw huge... a bus ad for that yeah. while I was dashing to get in here. There you go. They're on the, on the digital dash. Yeah. Doing a little Van Gogh thing. Ooh, is that next month? I think it's next month. Soon. It, yeah, it's definitely soon. It's definitely soon. I'm trying to find your app. So Nano IS app. <laughs> Which one can't you find? I can't find, find Nano. Uh, look up Nano for Reddit. Nano you got to be very explicit. Yeah, legit. Unless they've taken it down in the last, like, three minutes and I've I've got more work to do tonight. <laughs> no, I found it. Oh, it's oh. a little smiley face. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty basic logo. Yeah, it works. Ah, cool. All right. So, um, I love that. Now, what have you done with your van? Cooper Bishop. Cooper Bishop. Good night, Cooper. Um, With the van, well, the van was, um, I went camping last year um, with some mates of mine, and one of my mates had just bought a van and rented it up a bit. 
and I had never even I didn't even know that was an idea I didn't even know you could do that I didn't, like buy a van and do it yourself I thought you had to go buy some caravan or something so there was this whole new idea to me that oh I could just live in a van I don't need much I'll live in the back of it that sounds sweet so I spent months and months trying to find the perfect van right at the time when it seemed every single other person had the exact same idea when as me when was this? This is late last year. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so coming out full, of COVID, coming yeah. into summer, people want to travel, people want a van. Yeah. So the prices are skyrocketing. Uh, months later, I've, I find this van, I buy it. It's got a wheelchair lift on the back. It's got lights. It's full of seats. It's got everything in it that you got to do. And so over the course of... Uh, took The Renault itself took about two months, but the van was sitting in my driveway for probably three months before I started. Uh but I tore all the seats out, um, you know, put in the floor, did everything, all with the help of my dad. We were out there nearly every day. Shout out, Dad. Shout, Shout out, out, Dad. And they're watching from Nusa. Are they? Brilliant. I told <laughs> oh, him to tune so in. so cute. I love so, yeah, that. Um, dad helped me with everything, and well, now that they're all watching, Mum helped me as well. Um, <laughs> and then two months later, uh, the van was finished, and I set myself a deadline because, uh, you know, Tazzy got kind of ravaged by COVID, no one's going over there. Uh, so the spirit of Tasmania, the ferry, um, said, you'll bring your car for free if you just pay for yourself. Right. And so they did all these free tickets. And so I bought one while the van was still, you know, hardly even started on it. And I was like, ah, two months time. It's plenty of time. I'll be finished by then. So I booked this trip. And then, you know, I'm leaving on a Monday or something because I'm doing the Great Ocean Road with a mate of mine. So I'm leaving on a Monday. And, you know, the Thursday before that, I'm still doing stuff in the van. I'm still painting it. I'm still doing stuff. It's not ready. So did you do like a full like wooden board or? No, I didn't. I, I didn't really do much of the. Uh, I didn't do a, like a roof or a thing like that because it's got windows the whole way around. So I just kind of put uh, the frame in and then put wood along the side so you can't tell that the wood doesn't go all the way down the side because there's a bed there and cushions there and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's got like a really good allusion. I even painted like the top underneath where the cushion goes just a bit. So from a glance, it looks fine So you lift up a cushion and see like bare ply. But, you know, none of that makes it onto the listing when I eventually sell it. So it'll, it'll look pretty for a, for a listing. And it was pretty uncomfortable to live in because I just drove around Tassie. I'd be by the beach cooking, listening to music. I'd wake up every morning. I have no idea what I'm doing that day. Mum would say, "Oh, what are you doing tomorrow?" You know, I haven't thought that far ahead yet at all. Or, well, you know, where are you sleeping tonight? I mean, Mum, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. I have no idea where I'm sleeping tonight. Like, it'll be at least three till I even search for campsites. And was this a solo trip? Yeah, it was pretty well a solo trip. So I went uh, from here to Melbourne. I did uh, with with a mate of mine. We did the Great Ocean Road together. Uh, that took us like you know three or four nights or something. Then I did Tassie. I was on my own for about three weeks. My girlfriend flew in for about... Three weeks. That's a long time alone. It's a long time alone. But I'm also like, I like my own company. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of person, I'm so happy to just like be alone in my room on my computer doing nothing or yeah, on my phone. Will, will loves being alone in yeah. his room with his computer. Like I'm not, I'm not like an introvert. Like I'm, I'm, I'm plenty social, yeah, but I, I just... <laughs> but it's just, you know, three weeks on my own. Um, it was quite nice, if anything. Uh, three weeks where you're on nobody's schedule, you don't have to talk to anyone, um, you know, except your girlfriend, your mum and your dad, the people who expect to hear from you and make sure you're not dead somewhere. That life anxiety, it's nice to get away from that at times. Yeah. As I found that when we did the walk, that was the best thing, is that you don't you don't think, oh, I've got this when you're at uni or school, I've got this bloody assignment during Thursday, or I've got to do this for work, or this person's angry. Like, yeah. You know, and it was even good. It was almost, in a sense, like, since I lost my job, it was it was kind of sweet because I was going to be working on the road, so I would have had to have a signal everywhere I go. Uh, whereas I lost my job, plenty of nights I stayed in the middle of a forest. There's no signal on them. Yeah. And mm, it was just beautiful. Vibes. And then, so yeah, three weeks on my own. Girlfriend flew in. She was there for 10 days. Another three weeks on my own. Um, drove home from Melbourne to here just as COVID started, started going off again there. Got, got in the nick of time started a job the following Monday so very good like, nice little break travelling a partner and like camping is really fun yeah it is yeah. it's it's such a fun time though I mean I must say like the van's quite the test uh, I haven't been you know my girlfriend now we've been together for uh, I think about four months five months or something um, 
and you know we happily spend plenty of time together but putting two people in a room much smaller than this room for 10 days like it's it's quite a test but we just found like there'd be points where i would just say like i just want to go on my phone and do nothing now for 30 minutes and she'd read a book i'd sit on tiktok or something 30 minutes later i'd be like all right sweet want to cook dinner or something now but it's like it's going away um with my girlfriend was really fun and it wasn't until she left that it did feel lonely yeah. those first three weeks on your own you're like this is sweet i'm in a van i'm in tazzy this is awesome and then your only company leaves and you go oh now there's no one yeah i reached like four o'clock in the afternoon one day and i realized i hadn't made a sound that day yet like, that's freaky <laughs> <laughs> well, so did you make like a, a weird sound as your first? Yeah, no, I eventually just had to, I just I had to make some sort of noise because like I haven't like I've been listening to podcasts all day. Like I'm not singing in the car as I drive. I've made no sounds today. That would be good fun. We yeah. did that a bit. A few yeah. line rules. So uh, George and I, and then Will was part of support team. We did a walk from Adelaide to Mount Gambier this time last year so we were on what our third day now walking far out um yeah that's so was, a long way oh 15 days 450 Jesus. days yeah it was it. i drove from mount gambia to home there's not a lot here i mean so there's not a lot on on the way that's yeah, there's a lot of scrub, lot of scrub. yeah there's not a lot <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some boring highways that's for sure oh, there's, there's times where it's just like you don't you don't see any people you just see yeah, the facts. But what was cool is people like pulled over, you know, people mm. in their vans and whatnot would pull yeah. over. They'd know about what we were doing, give us 20 bucks for the charity. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. That yeah, was I suppose cool. if it's publicized, then, you know, people are going to want to sort of see you along the journey. Yeah. And even just people like truckies and stuff that kind of go along the same road consistently, mm. they're like, these guys are still still walking. Still walking. Like, one dude just pulled over like, oh my God, we're going to die. <laughs> we're going to die. <laughs> the truck's pulled over. He's like, do you guys want to live somewhere? We're like, nah, we're walking to Mount Gambia. <laughs> He's like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't have stopped. I was given very strict instructions, never pull over for anyone. I felt, I was driving one time and there was someone on the side of the road, you know, with their thumb out and it's bucketing down with rain. It's Oof. freezing cold. And I'm driving along going, man, like, this was when I was, I was with my girlfriend. The van's only got two seats, so I couldn't have stopped even if I wanted to. So I'm not a bad person. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm like, not a bad yeah, person. My mum and dad were like, no hitchhikers. You're not allowed to pick up anyone. I mean, you feel so bad. In New Zealand, it's a real big thing. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. People pick, pick up hitchhikers all the time in New Zealand. I couldn't do it. I haven't even seen Wolf Creek. I just heard of it. I'm pretty sure in Wolf Creek, the bloke picking them up was the bad guy, not the hitchhiker they did pick up. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Right, well, I'm not a murderer, so maybe it'd be fine. Getting <laughs> <laughs> some captions here. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, on the, there was one moment of the walk when it was uh, like a real... You're talking to the mic a little bit more because I don't know how well it's working. Is it going? I don't know. It sounds low on... I mean, it's working when you tap on it, but it like, doesn't sound it sounds okay loud in I my headphones. I don't really hear it. But anyway, go on. Um, so there was a day when we were like, I think just past Meningi or... They ran that area, right? Yeah. And I walked with you guys for the first half an hour of the early morning because what they did is uh, we got up at like generally about 5, 5.15, 5.30, 5.45, around that time. And then the first thing George does is he God. starts playing this one song. He played it every, every morning. It's like the... Yeah, the, Rain. Rain. Yeah, yeah. So what song is that? Oh, uh, we'll play it. We'll play it. Oh, brilliant! I gotta hear. I gotta hear what you woke up to every day. Yeah, I, hear it, I, I just, I'm like, up and go. It's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> and then we'll do like a round of like breathing exercises. Then got up because I, I would have slept nine out of the fifteen days with them in swags, and then the rest of the time yeah. I was back in Adelaide. But there's one moment where they walked on, and then I was walking back to the car, and I just kind of sat and stayed and watched the sunrise mm. for like half an hour, and it, it was so nice. Didn't see a car like whole time yeah really great moment i'm just thinking i'm like yeah if i, if I died now i mean probably be okay <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> what, what a liberating moment were they what a liberating I moment I, mean, I suppose it's a nice thought um i want to spoil, like this is this is what you live for this kind of like natural oh, beauty but don't you want to live for it again don't you want to experience oh, yeah, it again well, you know, i had 14 more days to go but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, some of the best sunrises and sunsets for sure. I remember there's this one, and we're just on the side of the road, and it was just 
the most picturesque like it looked like a pastel <laughs> painting like all like like acrylic and stuff it was just gorgeous like uh, yeah i didn't catch a single sunrise in tassie <laughs> I, I, I slept through every single one. I didn't get up before seven thirty, and I. But that said, I was in bed by like nine. I was kind of living like that old man life, yeah, going to bed early, sleeping a lot. Like Six thirty, seven p.m. Jeez. Yeah. Cause, yeah, a couple times you have, like you have to get up even earlier, or because you know it's a longer walk, or it's a harder mm. walk the next day. Um, yeah, because some days we were like, actually trying to make it somewhere. Right. So, so you like, said you were doing it for a like a charity or Yeah, so ha- we raised about ten grand, half of it Jeez. went to Curiello, which is an indigenous organization. Cool. Um and then the other half went to Beyond Blue for suicide. Sweet. It was the anniversary two days ago of the war. Would you do it again? Um would I have done the same experience like if I could go like, back and do it again? No, yeah. like no as in like, would I, like no, go no. and start would you, again. Would you start it like you've already done it, that's done. Would you do it again for the same charity to do the same thing? Or do you want to try and find I would find definitely it? do a different walk. Different I wouldn't walk. do oh, the same enough. walk. You wouldn't try and make a habit of walking from here to Mount Gambia. No, I'd definitely do a different walk. Where so would you, where would you walk to? Yeah, I reckon there's I mean I feel like the Hyacinth yeah. Trail would be pretty cool. Yeah. Where's um, that? <laughs> well it goes all around Australia actually. Um, that would take you a while. Yeah, and then also here to somewhere in the desert or something like that would be kind of cool. Ezra. Uluru or something. Yeah. Walking at Uluru, that would be... Again, though, there's not much on the way. Yeah. So, you got to be really like sure about the cause if you're going to walk to Uluru. For sure, yeah, and probably do some more training. Two, two, two yeah. Yeah, you need. You can't just do it on your own. No. I saw a thing recently. This bloke trying to walk to Melbourne on his own. He was doing this like TikTok saga, just him on his own walking all the way to Melbourne. Dude, we oh, we, we met a guy. His name's Todd Sloan. Uh, he did walk. What's his name? Did to, did he run to Melbourne? Or someone didn't. Someone run. Uh, Ninja Warrior did. Ninja uh-huh. Warrior did. Nah, uh, the the bloke I'm thinking of is British. British. But still, yeah. it didn't look like a fun trip. He gave up in Geelong anyway and caught the train. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> that close? We didn't get I that. know, that close. That close, like from to, Adelaide? From Adelaide to Geelong. Oh, my God. And you see Can you even there. walk from Geelong to Melbourne, though? Isn't it just all freeway? Like, Surely. it's all. But it's not even like, you know, country road. It's all freeway. You probably <clears> can't walk it. Yeah. You probably have no choice but to just catch a train or something. Will. If there's a will, there's a way. Brilliant. He didn't, they didn't I've have never a will. heard that. They didn't have a <laughs> will. <laughs> You've never heard that? No, I haven't. Oh, okay, I was going to say, mate, if I'm the first to say that, oh, strap your seatbelt. Hey, where, where there's will, there's a way, willpower, all those. Yeah. Will to win. Yeah, well, will you go then? Yeah. <laughs> heard it all. Yeah, I love it because I don't have the name Will, so it's still funny. I imagine it would still be funny it's if you didn't have the name Will. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so I'm going to hit you on the spot. Is um. What is something that's just like awesome about you? Awesome about me? Yeah. Either Ooh. either something that you've already done, or you think about yourself, or something awesome that you're like, I want to do that. Something awesome about you. Something awesome that I want to do or have done. Yeah. Or you just awesome that you think of yourself. <laughs> either or. I'm not really one to um, you know toot my own horn too much. At least not on radio. Um, off air, I'm sure I would, but uh, something awesome. I mean, I think it was pretty awesome when I went to the US on a on a scholarship, met the CEO of Apple. That is so oh. cool. I thought you that was awesome. Where did, so you went to like San Francisco? I went to uh, San Jose. San Jose, okay. Yeah. Um, so every year, Apple do a, they develop a conference, they do a scholarship thing for 350 students. Mm-hmm. You have to get yourself there, but they put you up in the, you know, for the week accommodation, you get a ticket to the conference, you get, you know, you get a lot of cool stuff, um, and of those 350 people, every year uh, they pick 11 people to do like a media event. And every year, Tim Cook, CEO of Apple, drops in and surprises you. But every year, you know, they don't tell you he's coming. They just say, "Oh, you got a media event. Let's talk to some people from the media." Um, and so you get to go to like to the conference hall the day before it opens. You get to see all these like you know things that are relevant to the stuff they're about to announce before they've announced it so it's a it's a cool spot to be in um and then you get so caught up in that that uh, you forget that everyone goes oh you're so gonna meet tim cook like he's so gonna be there and you just forget 
and then I'm sitting there, and there was a YouTuber um, by the name of I Justine who was who was in the room as well, uh, filming her own segment. And uh, she happened to have the camera on me for the moment when they when Tim Cook walked in, and you get to see me just kind of whip my head around in like shock, and then I get to like shake the shake his hand, get my photo with him. Like it was a really cool experience. Um, Could you talk? We were like. I, I was I, didn't, I was like, can I get a f- photo as well? Was like, well I was like, so Hamish, yeah, it's so. I introduced Hamish that they do a former prime minister, and he, oh, yeah. that was the first time in my life I've seen him like be awkward in a social situation. Hey, which one? Uh, we, will not name, we will not name names. Oh, I'm right. not allowed to say. Oh, <laughs> but okay. um, no, nah, it was cool. It, I was like, it wasn't even like, oh wow, like I really like you as a politician. It was more like. Like I've only seen you on TV. Like, oh This yeah. is just overwhelming. You get that, that like, kind of like, like I'm. You just look like a TV screen to me. You know what I mean? I like, know what? exactly. <laughs> what you mean. Well, that's oh my how God, I felt. Real. Yeah, that's yeah. what I felt when like you know that YouTuber's in the room. I've never watched her videos, but I've only ever seen her on a screen. Yeah. And same goes for the CEO of Apple. I tune in every year to that conference. I get up at two thirty in the morning and watch it on my laptop in bed or something. I've only ever seen this bloke on stage on my laptop, and all of a sudden I'm. Yeah, looking like him in the eyes and shaking his hand. It's super, it's super yeah, it weird. weird. Go back before TV, social media, and think about how those people would have dealt with situations like this. Like, you ask those people, hey, go on an online dating app, look mm. at some photos of someone, then meet with them. They would have been like, what? No, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's wild. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's for us, it's that like commonplace to see someone on social media and yeah. then meet them in person. And then meet them in real life. I mean, the girlfriend that I've got now, I met her on Instagram, you know? I have a shout out. Bro, Instagram is the space. I didn't even know what she looked I didn't even know her name when I went on this date because she doesn't have a profile picture. She doesn't have a name on her Instagram. She just messaged me and said, hey, do you want to get drinks tomorrow? So we catch up. She, doesn't she messaged you. Yeah, she messages oh, me, but she doesn't know. say what her name is, right? <laughs> we go you, out, you get headhunted. We go out for drinks. I don't know her name. I'm, I'm with her for five hours and I'm not even sure what her name is. That's oh. classic. At I least mean, with yeah. Tinder, you get to see their full name. Before it's always the old question. I'm so... What is your name again? I would never. I couldn't do it. I'm so bad with names and I'll never ask anyone what their name is. I would rather them say, Hey, Will. And we just say, Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forever. Oh. Until, before I say, I'm really sorry, I forgot your name. They'd be like, it's been three years, man. <laughs> it's too awkward by that point. You can't ask them what the their name is, is. When you meet someone, they introduce yourself. Like, say it, like, say, like, you say, you come up to me and, like, mm. oh, hey, hey, man, nice to meet you. I'm Will. And I'm like, hey, Will, nice to meet you. I'm Will. You know what I mean? Like, you just keep, keep saying that. When I walked name. in and you said, Will, nice to meet you, I wasn't sure if you were saying your name was Will or Will, <laughs> nice to meet you. And I thought, and instead of, cla- I could have asked a clarifying question. I could have said, wait, so your name's Will as well. Instead, went with it. If someone else hadn't referred to you as Will, I would have been completely in the dark. There you go. There, there you go. go. There you go. I love that. That's good fun. Isn't all this social <laughs> awkwardness is just so fun? Oh. Yeah, it's fun, <laughs> It's but it's awkward. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Greek Radiador Foros, and this is the Adelaide Set Radio Show. We have... App developer, 19 years old, like he is the guy that you want your children to be. Will Bishop, thank you for coming on the show. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. That's all right. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I wanted to ask, Stone and Chalk, for those that don't know, it's at Lot 14. It's an innovation hub that has heaps of different startups, like do business there, essentially. Um, So how did you get involved in that space? Because that's obviously how we met. Yeah, so Stone and Chalk, I've been there since day one, co-working space. It's, it's you know, the most fantastic spot to work in, the best people there. I got in there because uh, when I went to uh, that conference, I'm not sure how they found me. I got some email from the government, from the SA government. They were launching this thing called FIX. The, uh, well, I can't remember what the acronym was. Anyway, FIX is the, like, SA government entrepreneurial program. Yeah, and so uh, lot fourteen, the old Royal Adelaide Hospital. They didn't know what to do with it. They decided, oh, we're going to turn it into this like startup precinct. Um, well, now we need like a you know co-working startup space there. And so Stone and Chalk moved in. They've got spots in Melbourne and Sydney. They've got this really lovely building at lot fourteen in Adelaide, and they're trying to find people to you know come on in. And they're getting heaps of applications. There's a bunch of people on the committee of 
who gets to get in and, and who doesn't. Uh, and so I get this email from them. They say, hey, we're launching this strategy. We want you to come uh, speak on our panel that, that we're going to have. Uh, and then I forgot to reply to the email. And then two weeks later, they email me again. And they're like, hey, we want you on this panel. And I go, oh, yep, yep, cool. I'll come in. So I come in after school. I got my school bag. I'm in my school uniform. <laughs> and I'm speaking to these people from the government. Um, What's that like for you? It's weird. It's weird. Even this is weird. <laughs> like, yeah. Like well, I, was just, I just thought, I was just like, dude, you're 19. Like, it's what is this all weird. like for you? Uh, I, I did my first, my first interview with Broadsheet. Um, and even that was weird. The person interviewing me at Broadsheet is my sister's boyfriend, who's worked, or used to work there. And, and, he, and so it was almost like, you know, almost nepotism in a sense that he got me into this interview. But I'm sitting in this coffee shop, there's the interviewer, there's a photographer taking candid shots the whole time. And I was just sitting there going, oh, what's going on? I, I, I'm not supposed, like, why am I being interviewed? This is weird. And then it just kind of kept going. And I was getting bigger on Twitter and more people were finding me through there. And then I was doing more interviews in person. I was on ABC's like radio thing while I was actually at the conference. And I forgot to tell my parents mm. that I was doing a live interview on the ABC until I think my mum got a call later on going, oh, I heard Will on the radio today. <laughs> you got in trouble then, didn't you? Yeah, and she was like, what do you tell me? But, like, it is it is really uh, bizarre. And then I, I, I still just kind of, like, I just kind of go with it, but I don't really get it. Um, what do you mean you don't really get it? Like, well, you don't get that it's, like, you're doing stuff that people want to know about or I suppose I don't know it just feels weird to be like sitting here being interviewed imposter syndrome, I love it yeah, yeah it's, it's an imposter syndrome thing I reckon I'm sitting around going like I'm not special like I'm I'm just doing stuff that you know I was bored in assembly and now I'm on a radio show like it's, <laughs> it's a weird timeline yeah but so yeah like I'm, I'm, I'm walking in I'm meeting with these people from the government they're going we're launching this new thing um, it's confidential but here's the pamphlet don't share it with anyone you know, I'm reading it um, don't understand it because I, I, I still don't feel super well versed with like entrepreneurial thinking and ideas and strategies and right. all that yeah. I'm just kind of winging it like you know? from a business perspective yeah I don't I don't have any business anything yeah. I'm just winging it having a good time and it seems to be working for me and they and they went oh in a week's time we're launching this thing we're having a panel we want you to be on it no stress about 400 people there like no no worries and I'm thinking, oh crap! All right, <laughs> uh, yep. And I'm one to say yes to anything. Uh, I, I very, very rarely say no to something. And so I said yes. I'm on this panel. Um, uh, the chief entrepreneur's there. The premier's there. Um, I'm, I'm meeting the premier, and he knows me before I've met him. Like it's shout out Stephen Marshall. Yeah, shout out Stephen Marshall. It's super weird. Uh, but someone from the Stone and Chalk Selection Committee was in the crowd. Um, I think he messaged me on Twitter and he said, hey, how, how do you want a desk at Stone and Chalk? Uh, I said, what's Stone and Chalk? And what does that mean? I think mum thought they were offering me a job when they said, how do you want a desk? And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it's like literally a desk and I'll do my own work there. And then I got into Stone and Chalk through that. I was there um, through year 12 exams. I'd bring my maths textbook in and I'd study there. Uh what an elite place to study oh it's fantastic <laughs> I'm surrounded by these massive startups and I've got like a maths textbook on the table it's fantastic <laughs> and yeah I've just been there since that was uh, that was October 2019 so I was in the first cohort um, you google uh, Stone and Chalk Adelaide there's a photo of everyone there with the premier and me and everyone's in it and I've just been there since the start some companies have outgrown it and they've moved on to their own stuff but um being that I'm just a one-man team, I'm still in there just working on working on stuff. And yeah, it's a great space. That's how you two met, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. just at the Friday night drinks. The, oh, the drinks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, that's a pretty big perk as well of the place. Oh, for Beers sure. He on tap on a Friday. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Give me an oh, invite. Good. I keep t- they keep telling me they're like every time we've, we've already had like five or six guests now from Stone and Chalk. Mm. They're like come to an event, come to an event, but I just keep forgetting to follow up in terms of the email listing. Come on. tomorrow night come along just walk in no you one's going to stop here well, I'll be there I'll tomorrow to, night I'll, I'll check so I'll you, check because I originally had a party but it's been cancelled so oh, there, yeah. nights free. free willy uh, we'll talk come about that after we only have limited time back on air um, <laughs> okay so 
my question is, oh, I don't even know what my question is. You know when you say your question is and you're like, it's going to come you to me as I say it. it's going to as you say it. And then yeah, it just it, didn't. No, <laughs> I do that all the time. It often does come to me. It often does. Hey, we're going to play but, Rain. This is we true. We do. i got to yeah. hear what Rain is. we got to hear what Rain British is. Hip, uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll hip hop. You know what? It's not usually my thing, but I'll give it a try. We will. We'll leave it here then. Yeah. Will, is there anything you'd like to say? Great to meet you, man. Uh, nice to meet you too. Just stay in, in um, contact because you seem like you're a pretty interesting dude up to some cool things. So, you know, I'm not going to say that I need a, an app anytime soon, but no. probably will at some point, I reckon, in and the my business world. Yep. Yeah. I'll be there. I get a lot of calls from people with, uh, with app ideas. <laughs> I bet. That, sure that, <laughs> is that when all your nose come out? This will be this guy. That's what all the, it's not even the nose that come out then. I get emails with, um, you know, everyone's got an app idea um, and they always want someone to make it. And I often see like, you make it uh, and I, we'll split it 50-50. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, So I'll do all the work and give you half. No. A friend, oh, of, mine, yeah, a friend of mine has that misconception. Um, he's like, oh, I'll just work with an app developer. And then I'm like... I don't think you understand how complex this is. You know, it's like to complex, get done. and developers are expensive and in high demand. So unless your idea is worth, you know, them gambling, you know, not having any pay for a year, uh, it's pretty tough to make a new app. That's why so many of these big companies, uh, they're not started by a bloke with an idea. You know, they're started by a developer yeah. who makes it themselves. Yeah, because, it just yeah, it goes out of their own way. Because they it. want it. You know, yeah. Facebook starts, he starts building it, starts making money, starts hiring people. Airbnb, I mean, a slower start, but it's, you know, solving their own problems. They all start with developers. Mm. They stay as the CEO, but then they bring on a bunch of people far smarter than them to handle every other aspect of it. Because developers make the worst designers. Developers are often very bad at business. We're not super talented in a lot of things besides just like writing good code. Yeah, well, it's like a lot of a lot of musicians historically. You know, they've never been good at all the other stuff, but they can make that gem, that music that connects with yeah. humans. You know, it's yeah, like, well, I don't know how to do anything else, but I know how to do this real good. Yeah. And if you have the right people around you as a musician, you blow up and you make a bunch of money. That's a it's fact. It's the exact same thing when it comes to making apps. Well, there it's you go, the modern day rock stars. Sure. The I'll tech stars. The tech it. stars. Yeah. We've had tech star Will Bishop Brilliant. on the radio <laughs> show. Nah, thank you so much. Honestly. Oh, thanks for having it's me. Just, it's an honor to know you. Thank you're you. so well spoken. You're 19. You have initiative. Like you're, up to, you're up to big things. You're making an impact in this world. And you just, you know, you're in your own lane. And you, you, you come across as a very free spirit to me. So like, I just acknowledge you for that. Oh, thank you very much. That was very kind. Thanks for listening or watching to What's Your Voyage. Please leave us a review on whatever podcast service you're streaming us from. You know, interact with us on social media. And thank you very much for being on the voyage.